You're listening to Closed Minded, hosted by Trace Taylor. Welcome to Closed Minded, and what we're going to be talking about in this episode is the increasing cost of energy and the escalating cost of housing. So let's just jump right off the bat and let's just get into what the topic actually is. When George Bush was president and the cost of gas went up, it seemed to me that every Democratic outlet in this world was blaming George Bush for the increase in the cost of gasoline. Now that we have Mr. Joe Biden, the clown card administration himself, nobody's blaming Joe Biden for the cost of energy. And to prove that, when I was doing my research for this, I went on to Google and I typed in there just to see what would come up. Why is the cost of gasoline so high? And boy, was every single liberal station on there, CBS, NBC, CNN, MSNBC, so quick to defend Joe Biden. And if I'm not mistaken, I think it was CNN, the very first one popped up, cost of energy increases, not Joe Biden's fault. And yet when Bush was president, all of you all blamed Bush for the cost of energy increase, but you're not blaming Joe Biden. That just further goes to show you that the liberal media is completely in the tank for this disastrous administration that we have. And yes, it is an absolute clown car administration. Before I get started in this, all I'm going to say is that Joe Biden had one thing to do. When Joe Biden won the election, all he had to do was go into the Oval Office, order himself some pudding, and take a nap. And leave everything alone. He would have been heralded as the greatest president ever. Trump had amazing policies in place. And with a world coming out of it, these crazy lockdowns that are now proven to have not done any good for anything except wreck the economy. People were going, people were going to spend money in droves because they'd been locked down forever. And they had all this excess cash sitting around. If he would have done nothing, absolutely nothing, he'd have been the greatest president ever. The economy would have worked back 10 times better than what it did. Energy costs would still be low. We wouldn't be having all the issues we have today. And the amazing thing to me is everybody says, well, none of this is Joe Biden's fault. But the only thing that has changed in the last 15 months is Joe Biden. And yet here we are. Joe Biden and the clown card administration he has, they were hell bent on eradicating everything that was Trump in this world. And they did. And that's what got us into the situation today. And I'm sick and tired of hearing liberals defend Joe Biden saying that none of this is his fault when all of this is exactly his fault. Everything, the supply chain shortage could have been handled. I do not know the guy's name, but it was one of the presidents of the unions for the truck drivers went to Joe Biden and said, will you please drop all the mandates so we can get back to work and get rolling and get goods out to the consumers? Joe Biden answered him with one answer, one word, no. The reason I hate liberals so much, and I'm not going to say hate, it's a strong word, but I hate liberals so much. I never saw anything in my life, and I've been alive during a lot of presidents, as I saw under the Obama administration. And this is what happens when you put somebody into office that is not qualified to be in office. I've never seen the division and the problems befall a country in such a short amount of time as I did under Obama. And I don't want to hear, well, you're a middle-aged white male, you don't like Obama because you're racist. First thing, let's get this clear. 
The word racist has no more meaning. You have used it for everything in the world. And it has no more meaning anymore. It carries no water with me at all. Call me a racist. I don't care. Now, I'm not a racist. I didn't like Obama because he was not qualified for the job. If you devoted, if uh, Condoleezza Rice would have run run for the uh, presidential office, black, female, I'd have voted for her two terms in a heartbeat. But you don't like Condoleezza Rice because she is a black woman who's highly intelligent and has a brain. And you simply don't like her. Case in point, AOC. You love AOC. She's a woman of color, no brain. You love her to death. So let's get over the whole racism thing because I mean, first off, and, and while we're at it, just let's just get over the whole racism thing anyway. We do not like Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris does not get bad press because she's a black woman. Kamala Harris gets bad press because she's an idiot. She is the stupidest person to ever step foot in that White House. When she's sitting with Duda over in Poland and they're talking about um, uh, the Ukrainians coming across. And they look at her, they, they give her a question about it, and she looks at him as if she's totally lost. And she's looking at him for a bailout. He doesn't say anything right out of the gate. And what is her response? A friend in need is a friend indeed. That was probably the least presidential thing you could have said. You could have said anything at that point besides that. But you're so unqualified for your job. That's all you knew to say. How you got your law degree is beyond me. And example number two, they make you czar of the southern border, which we all know is a complete disaster right now. Record immigration, record fentanyl, record sex trafficking. But we're not going to shut it down. And I will never forget Dr. Flip Flop Fauci on TV, where he loves to be because that's really all he's good at. And Peter Ducci asking him, you're putting in all these mandates for Americans and shots and vaccines and masks. Wear two masks. Wear seven masks. Wear masks over your eyes. But you're doing nothing about the southern border and all the people coming across. And Dr. Fauci said, we're not going to talk about that. That's a whole other topic entirely. Yeah, it's free liberal votes. That's the topic. That's exactly what it is. So let's just get that out in the open. But Kamala Harris, she put her in charge of that. She does nothing. She never even goes to the southern border. And when she's questioned about it, she says, well, I've never been to Europe. And starts with that nauseating, cackling, hyena laugh that she has that has literally become a parody of itself with her. So that's just point number two, right off the top of my head. Then let's give you a third point about why she's the stupidest woman to ever step into um, government. And I don't have a headache. I'm just so disgusted by this. <laughs> that causes me to do this. <clears throat> So you would think that if you were the vice president of the United States, that you would have some idea about foreign affairs and countries and, you know, you would just know about them in general. And I mean, in general, she actually puts up a tweet that says a lot of the reason that we're in the conflict we're having right now is because Ukraine is a NATO country. Obviously I'm paraphrasing. Our vice president is so stupid she does not realize that Ukraine is not NATO. Ukraine wanted to be in NATO, and that was a big problem with Russia because Russia did not want Ukraine in NATO. That tweet came down instantly because somebody, I'm sure in her administration, I'm assuming, went to her and said, Kamala, are you so stupid that you don't know that Ukraine is not in NATO? 
So it came down like that. But one thing you got to remember, as soon as you put out your stupid tweets, and God knows you liberals love to do it, it goes to the world instantly. You can delete it all you want. It's there forever. So Kamala, why don't we think and why don't we maybe read a book before we open our mouth? And uh, you'd probably be much better off. And no, I do not I dislike Kamala because she's black. I could care less that she's black. I dislike Kamala because she's an idiot. Enough said. But last time we had Obama and I mean, we had Obama in office. We had Joe Biden in office and everything in the world went to very, very fast. I remember it well. I remember sitting down on one of the roads here, North Shore, where I live, looking at this entire huge construction that had been started that sat vacant for five years before anything else was done on it. We were in a full-blown recession that was not caused by Bush, like you liberals love to say it was. And during the Obama administration, when Biden was in office, what did Russia do? Russia ran into Crimea. Fast forward, we put in Trump, one of the greatest presidents we've ever had. The economy absolutely booms. The cost of everything goes down. Factories are coming back. Stuff's being made in America. He's putting sanctions on everybody, on Russia, on China. You name it, he's dropping sanctions everywhere they go. He pulls us out of the Paris Accord, stupidest thing we ever should have been in. He limits us with the UN, which is a very good thing to do because, hell, we footed the entire bill for everybody in the UN. And then we get Biden 2.0. 14 months ago, and look where we're at today. And on top of that, look where Russia's at today. They're invading Ukraine. So it seems like every time Joe Biden's in office, Russia invades somebody. But every time I talk to a liberal, well, if, if Trump was in office, he'd have just given Ukraine to Russia, which is absolutely the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But I don't expect much more from a liberal, to be honest with you. Because you got to remember, he's the one that put all the sanctions on Russia to begin with, and he's the one that stopped the, uh, the, uh, the Nord Stream pipeline that Biden let him continue to work on. Biden was the liberal clown car administration, hated Trump so bad, they literally did nothing except have one goal, and that is to eradicate everything that was Donald Trump. And look where we're sitting now 14 months later. This is a direct result of them doing what they did. You cannot say the cost of energy has nothing to do with Joe Biden, which they love to do because when Bush was president, the liberal media was all over Bush saying George Bush is the reason gas was going up. But now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden they're saying that Biden has nothing to do with it. Do a search on Google. Very, th very first thing that popped up, CNN, uh, gas prices sky high, not Biden's fault. Absolutely is Biden's fault. And we're going to talk about why that is Biden's fault right here. At one point, there was 60,000 leases on the presidential desk um, for uh, oil expansion. That is now down to 9,000 leases. And from what I understand, of those 9,000 leases, 75% of those do not even have oil on the land. So that's not really doing us a whole lot of good. On those 7,000 leases that have no oil, why do they even exist? Why are those leases even on the desk? They shouldn't even be there. But moving on to all these great reasons why Joe Biden has nothing to do with the cost of oil, even though Joe Biden has everything to do with the cost of oil. And we're just going to hit some of the highlights right here. And I'm going to kick this off pretty fast. 
Last spring, Joe Biden signed a resolution that overturned Trump administration reforms to EPA oil and gas rules. This resolution will worsen energy poverty, reestablish burdensome regulations, and have a disproportionate impact on small businesses. So right out of the gate, we've got one. And believe it or not, I actually did research. I didn't just go to CNN or Facebook and say, oh, well, they, they said it, so it, it must be true. One of Biden's first actions, going moving on to another point, one of Biden's first actions is taking after taking office was to halt new oil and gas leases on federal lands and waters. And the Biden administration has delayed decisions on these leases, a move that results in higher energy costs for the most vulnerable consumers. But yet amazingly, when you ask a liberal, well, no, Biden had nothing to do with the rising cost of gas. But I just gave you two amazing points of how Biden did have something to do with the rising cost of energy. And let's add to it that he stopped construction on the uh, the XL pipeline. Well, my favorite argument, the liberals, well, that wouldn't even be ready for years. So that has nothing to do with it. So let's just go and stop construction because that's, that's not going to help anything. Well, you know what? Maybe it would have been a few years that it would take for that to get ready. But had we continued working on it, we'd be 14 months closer to the construction so that in Biden's last year of presidency, when gas is, I don't know, $38 a gallon, maybe we could have turned a spigot on that thing and brought down the cost of gasoline just a little bit for the middle class, who the Biden administration is trying their best to eradicate. More on that in just a second. And the president has also rescinded the uh, Endangered Species Act reform, and that will increase a tremendous amount of red tape, and that will allow litigation, and it will slow down energy projects just gave you another reason why Biden um, is uh, has a lot to do with the cost of um, the rise in energy, which everybody seems to think that he has nothing to do with. And Biden put us back into the Paris uh, Agreement, which was an absolute disaster. One of the best things Trump did was get us out of that. And that will result in new regulations, and that will obviously rise energy costs which I have coming up. I'm actually doing one on um, Chrysler because Chrysler is getting rid of the iconic Kimi engine. And a lot of that simply has to do with, well, I'm going to say a little bit of stupidity because that's been their bread and butter forever. But it also has to do with all the restrictions and they're just choking it down to nothing. And as they keep adding restrictions to to uh, automobiles, they keep having to spend more and more money to find ways to get around all the restrictions but still have a, a usable high horsepower engine, which well, let's be honest, as Americans, we love. Why would you have a 50 horsepower car when you can have a 500 horsepower car? And before you idiot people start saying that's not true, then why do you all buy the most powerful Tesla they make for what, $120,000, $140,000? If you didn't like the power, you wouldn't be buying that car. You'd be buying a $30,000 Tesla that doesn't make a tenth of that power. So let's not even go down that road, Libs. Let's uh, get over that one. So let's see. Um, bada bada bing, bada bing. We're going to hit some of the highlights on this. Uh, let's see. We are instituting a new policy on carbon taxes and organized wholesale electricity markets. That's definitely going to drive up the price. Um, and, of course, it's going to drive up the price of common household necessities because what a lot of these people, the thing I love about liberals they will give you a problem, but they give you no solutions at all. They will throw a ton of money into the problem, but never come up with a solution. If we cut off, let's say we just cut oil done tomorrow. No oil. 
All those bottles of water that you drink, how are you going to drink those since all that plastic's made out of petroleum? Which, for those of you who don't know, is oil. And all those green electric cars you're driving, well, how are you going to get tires? Because they're made with petroleum. Didn't think about that, did you? You cut off the oil sector, you pretty much throw the entire world into a recession. Instantly. So many companies and so many products require petroleum to make their products. But nobody says anything about that. But as the cost of this petroleum, as oil goes higher and higher, the cost of all these plastics that you go through your house, you will find 1,000 things that has plastic in it that's made out of petroleum. Your car, last time I checked, had tires on it. The cost of these are going to keep going up too. Up and up and up and up and up. So oil is just not going to your car. It's going to, it powers the entire world. Now I don't mean powers in energy. It powers manufacturing because so many companies use petroleum for their products that you buy. But it seems like nobody's thinking about that. Again, liberals, problem, no solution. Moving on. They are altering the regulatory cost analysis. That's going to drive up prices, uh, imposing new cost on power generation. That's definitely going to drive up prices of energy. They are impeding American exports. The administration is considering potential restrictions on the export of crude oil that would increase, not decrease, energy prices. Yeah, Biden's not at fault, but boy, I'm giving you an awful lot of reasons to why maybe he might be at fault for some of this, even though you all like to say he's not. Let's see. I'll uh, just hit a couple more. Let's see if there's anything else worth doing here. Finally, through the Civilian Climate Corps, Build Back Better, which luckily has not gotten passed thanks to two, two rebel Democratic senators who, let's be honest, they just need to jump over to the Republican side and be done, uh, would fund the salaries of tens of thousands of anti-energy activists who would uh, perpetuate high energy costs by demanding new and costly federal regulations and legislation, and that drives up the cost of energy. So I just gave you a whole bunch of reasons why Biden is absolutely... Has, has a lot to do with the cost of energy. And again, all we heard for four years was Russia, Russia, Russia. Donald Trump, Russia, Russia, Russia. Come to find out that all the Russia, Russia, Russia was made up by the Democrats. And the only people colluding with Russia, Russia, Russia were the Democrats. And now all of a sudden, we got clown card administration in and we're right back where we started. What's the cost of fuel? Russia, Russia, Russia. The Liberal Party is the Jan of Brady Bunch. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. The whiny brat. Blame it on everybody but themselves. That's the Liberal Party. You ever see the Brady Bunch and you look at their yard when they're playing in it and it's that fake plastic grass? <laughs> it's incredibly obvious that it's the fake plastic grass. That's the world we live in right now. We're surrounded by fake plastic grass, and they're telling us that it's real grass. There's, you know, the, Biden has nothing to do with the cost of energy. When Biden has absolutely a lot to do with the cost of energy, the cost of energy started going up the day he stepped into office. The day he started, gas prices, energy prices, oil prices started ticking up the day he got in. They knew his agenda was to decimate that energy sector, eradicate it. The problem is, is we have a tremendous amount of greed going on in Venezuela and OPEC. They want production low. 
they need production low simply because they're making a windfall, windfall of profits right now. But the problem is, is we have an administration who's doing absolutely nothing to help the American citizens whatsoever. And the people paying the cost for it is, guess what? It is the middle class. We're always the ones who suffer for the stupidity of the people above us. Donald Trump truly believed in America, and he truly believed in that middle class. Because guess what? If it wasn't for the middle class, Donald Trump would have no employees. He's a business owner, unlike the clown car we have going on right now in Washington. These people have never created anything but problems. They have never resolved anything, but they've given us, like I said, here's a problem. We're going to give you no solutions. So when all the cost of energy started going up, what was Nancy, Nancy Pelosi's solution? Nancy Pelosi said, you know what? Let it go up. Let them buy electric cars. Well, guess what, Nancy? The average American cannot afford an electric car. Now, I know all this does not affect you, Nancy Pelosi, and it doesn't affect Flip Fauci. who's making, what, $450,000 to basically lie to the American people all these years? And luckily, Rand Paul is trying to get that dissolved and gone, and given that position needs to be held by three people, like he said. And those three people need to debate on what's best. You cannot give that much power to one man. We have three chambers of government. Because if he gave it all to one guy, it'd be a, a total dictatorship. There'd be nobody to fight him. Well, there's nobody to fight to fight Fauci. So, Rand Paul, I hope that works. Get rid of him. Fauci needs to be, actually, he needs to be prosecuted for crimes against humanity. That's what needs to happen. But Nancy Pelosi says, you know what? Let them all buy electric cars. And then come to find out, Nancy Pelosi's husband owns up to $1 million of Tesla car options. This is from the Washington Free Beacon. Nancy Pelosi, Democrat, California, go figure. Husband hit pay dirt on Monday as Tesla's valuation rose to $1 trillion. This news comes as Pelosi spearhead legislation that, that uh, excuse me, doles out tens of billions of dollars in subsidies to the electric vehicle industry, including Tesla. With provisions to build charging stations for cars and incentivize electric car purchases through tax credits. So let's see, Pelosi. We all buy electric cars. We increase your wealth. So therefore, you your word has zero meaning to me now because you've got a stake in a game and you're trying to you're you're pushing you're pushing a narrative that's only going to wealth give you more wealth than what you already have. So you know what? You have no uh, opinion in this to me whatsoever, Nancy Pelosi. Don't care what you say. You're out. Never liked you anyway. Didn't like you at all. So, because of the rising cost of energy, let's say your family makes $50,000 a year. So, you know, in today's world, you're probably bringing home $38,000 out of that. By the time you pay your astronomical rent, or if you're lucky, you have a house that you bought under Trump when interest rates were incredibly low and the housing market was not completely stupid as it is today. But by the time you pay your mortgage or your rent and your incessantly high case in point last year last year before biden got in all i did was change where i live same power company and i live in a much more efficient place now than i did then my energy bill has more than doubled to the point where i called our energy company kub then they started telling me about the increases on energy and natural gas, how much it has gone up in 14 months. But yet Biden has nothing to do with any of that. 
So now I've got this insanely high energy bill that I got to deal with. So you have all these bills. You got this. And let's say you have a kid. You may have one or two chitlins floating around. You got to pay for everything for them. The insane cost of child care. Everything that's going on in the world and you're having to buy, you know, mask by the billions, you know, because they want you to mask your kids and everything else. But guess what? Now you're going to spend an extra $2,000 a year in fuel. So let's say after you paid all your bills, you were lucky, lucky to be able to save 50 bucks a week. Well, that's gone. Now you're saving nothing. And yet these people actually believe Biden has nothing to do with this. And I just gave you multiple points that proves Biden had a lot to do with this. But nobody wants to admit that because they're going to protect this clown car administration with everything they got simply because they hated Trump so bad. Even though when the last guy was uh, in office, nobody was at war. Energy was dirt cheap. Didn't have supply chain issue. Southern border is pretty secure. We sure as hell didn't have a fentanyl issue. And we weren't hitting records on sex trafficking. Seem to be hitting all that now, though. And the only thing that's changed, the only thing that's changed is Joe Biden. Well, yeah, you can say his administration changed, but that would not have changed if it wasn't for Joe Biden. So the worst thing we could have done was put Biden in. And the thing that irritates me the most about it, or I know liberals who voted for Joe Biden, then they have the audacity to complain about the high energy prices. When during the debates, Joe Biden said, if you vote for me, your energy cost will go up. So therefore, I have a right to complain because I did not vote for Joe Biden. I did not. He was the last thing. I would rather had a rock in the presidency than Joe Biden. I remember the Obama years. Eight years of disaster. Eight years. The reason Trump won the presidency was because of Obama and Joe Biden. People were tired. People wanted somebody on their side. People wanted somebody who understood how to run a business, not be a lifelong politician. Well, let's face it. All they do is lie. That's all they do is lie. I truly believe they're trying to get rid of the middle class. And no, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I can't draw any other conclusion to that. Where I live in Knoxville, Tennessee, and uh, this is the second part I'm going to talk about, and the whole thing, even with the high energy costs, I believe that's the, that's their way to, to eradicate the middle class, simply because you know, like I said, it's the one thing they cannot control is the middle class. The lower class, they control. They get everything for free. The elitist, the upper class, well, they're not trying to control each other. Well, some of them probably are, but they're the ones who have all the power. The one thing they cannot control is the middle class. We're the ones who always fight back, but we're also the ones who pay for everything. But they simply do not want a middle class. And where I live in Knoxville, Tennessee, in five to seven years, there'll be no middle class here. In Knoxville, Tennessee, we had the second highest rent increase at 27%. And I believe it was uh, some town, I don't know, somewhere in California, I believe, or it could have been New York. They had the actual highest with 28%. We were 1% lower in Knoxville, Tennessee than they were in California. 1%. The cost of housing and rent here has skyrocketed to historic numbers. The average income, depending on where you look, because everybody has a different answer. From all my research, I've pretty much narrowed it down. It's still a pretty broad margin from about forty-two dollars to $52,000 is the average income per family household here in Knoxville, Tennessee. And I'm going to tell you now, on $52,000 a year, let's just take the, the better of the two. You're not buying a house here. 
You cannot buy a house here in Knoxville, Tennessee if you make $52,000 a year. Our housing market has surged to epic proportions. Case in point, my condo that I bought, I'm going to say in uh, 2002, 2003, I paid $45,000 for that condo. There is one on the market right now for $185,000. The same exact condo, the same exact square footage, in the same exact building. And it is $140,000 more than what I paid for mine. That is insane. A thousand square foot homes here are going for $220,000, $240,000. A thousand square foot homes. The first home me and my wife bought when I was married. Beautiful little 2,000 square foot home. Absolutely beautiful. We paid $60,000 for it. That house today is $300,000. The same exact house. What's going on here is the problem the middle class is having with housing right now, and, and the reason the middle class is being eradicated, like I said, there'll be no middle, middle class in Knoxville, Tennessee in, in five to seven years. We're having to compete with the, uh, the, uh, the, the big uh, firms that are coming in and buying all the properties up. They're coming in, let's say you put your house in the market for $400,000. They'll walk in and offer you $350,000, even though your house, you only paid one seventy-five dollars for it. They've, it's been evaluated at $400,000. They'll come in and offer $350,000, $370,000. No inspection, no nothing. Cash money, you walk away. And a lot of people will take that offer because there's zero headache in selling it. You are done. That is buy, driving up because these people are buying these houses. And what they're doing is they're renting them at these absorbent prices for five to seven years, waiting for the market to climb higher, and then they're selling them. Now, I understand that. These investment firms, that's how they make money. But they're buying everything they can get their hands on. But the other problem is, is we have all these people pouring in here. They bought their house for half a million dollars in California. They just sold that same house for $4 million. Now they have all this cash. They're moving down into the South. They're moving to Texas, to Florida, to Tennessee, the land of the free. And yes, they are. And you can't tell me they're not because I see them every single day in my business. Every day. I ask almost everybody who walks in there, where are you from? I can't count the amount of people that say they're from California or from New York. I cannot count them. And I say the same thing every time. Welcome to the land of the free. I understand why you left. And that is exactly why they left. They weren't, they weren't free up there. Uh, the liberal rules and regulations have ruined those states. The problem is, is they come down to our states and they ruin our states. But now they're driving our housing costs through the roof. They're pouring in here into Knoxville. And they're bidding on these houses. We put my aunt's house, her condo, on the market for sale. Excuse me, water. Put it on the market on a Monday. Sold it on Thursday for $25,000 over asking, which was $80,000 more than she paid for it just a couple of years ago. Cash offer. Done. And what's going on is they're driving the market through the roof with all the people moving in with this excess capital from selling these hyper expensive houses that were overinflated 
they're coming in here not with, you know, a few hundred thousand. They're coming in with millions of dollars, and they're making cash offers on these houses just to have it right now. i got to have it right now. <clears throat> I, need it, I, need it, I need it right now. And then you take the middle class. They're trying to get FHA loans and this loan and that loan, and they're just being shot out of the water left and right, left and right. My poor daughter, we finally are getting her a house. She got outbid on the first six houses. And she was bidding market value of the house. People were coming over and just out buying it. Well, that is continuing to drive up the cost of the property. Like I said, the average income here, we're going to say 52000 even though everything I find is between uh, 42 and about 56 actually. So we're going to just take a 52 median of all that. For $52,000, you can no longer buy a house in Knoxville, Tennessee. No longer. So the people in Knoxville, Tennessee are being forced to move out of Knoxville. And they're having to go further and further and further out to find affordable housing. And they're even struggling at that point to find affordable housing. Which means the further they go out, the further they have to drive to get to where they need to be, work, grocery stores, whatever have you, doctors, hospitals, they're having to drive further and further and further. The more everybody has to drive, because everybody has to keep moving out, 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 the more the oil and gas has to be produced. And if they're not producing it, it keeps increasing the cost. Because people are driving right now, even at four, five, six dollars a gallon, whatever the hell it is, where I'm at, it's at like 420 to 430. People aren't slowing down. They can't. You have to go to work because guess what? Your apartment that you were paying $900 for last year, your rent has gone up $600. And now you're paying $1,500 for the same exact apartment. So what do you do? You have to move. You can't afford the $1,500. Well, guess what? You make 40, 50 grand a year. You're a single guy, whatever. You can't afford to buy a house in Knoxville anymore. So now what do you do? Now you're in trouble. So now you start moving way that you start moving 30, 40 miles out of town just to find something you can afford to live in. And now you have to drive all that extra. And when you're driving that at $4 a gallon, any money you had a chance of saving, any money you had a chance of saving to put towards a house is now gone because it's being eaten up in your energy cost for driving. And then well, there's 11 million jobs out there available. Well, you know, you're right. There is 11 million jobs available. And, you know, the uh, liberals, they want that They want that uh, minimum They want that minimum wage increase. And guess what? A lot of companies are increasing them. If I'm not mistaken, Target is going to increase their starting pay to $20 an hour by the end of the year. But guess what? You get a job at Target, you work 15 hours a week. You'll make $20 an hour, but you'll work 15 hours a week. Because Target is not stupid. They're not going to pay $20 an hour. And then let you work full time and give you benefits on top of that. See, and this there again, this goes back to liberals. Problem, no solution. We want we want it raised. We want the, the minimum wage. We want it raised. And companies are going to do it. But they're going to cut your hours substantially when they do that. They will hire five people to do the job of one to make sure you're not getting anything extra. So how are you going to live on that? You sure as hell can't buy a house on $15. I mean, 15 hours a week at $20 an hour. So now you got to go out and get another job, which requires you to drive more. And then it's going to be $20 an hour, 15 hours a week. Well, now you got to go out and get a third job. 
Well, now you're driving even more. So it's actually costing you more money to do all the driving, to get to all these jobs, because they're not going to employ you full time. Now, if they would have kept it at $10 an hour, which is, let's be honest, it's terrible money. In today's world, it's terrible money. But you probably could have got full time. You wouldn't be driving all over the world. And you probably had access to at least some kind of benefits, which you're not going to get at $20 an hour, 15 hours a week. You're never going to have access to any type of benefits. Again, problem, no solution. <clears throat> so you got your $20 an hour job at Target, working your 15 hours a week. You're not buying a house. You're sure as hell not going to pay rent. When we had a 27% rent increase, 27%. Wrap your brain around that for a minute. 27%. So if you're paying $1,000 on rent, the average increase was 27%. So that adds another $270 on top of your rent. So now you're paying $1,270. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. Apartments right down the road from me, their rent was $900. They are letting the people leave their lease with no penalty. Because they raised the rent to $1,500. And they know they're going to get people in there that will pay that $1,500 because they cannot afford to buy a house. Well, you're going to say, well, Lord, you can get a house payment cheaper than $1,500. That's true. You can. But you're making $50,000 a year. You've been paying $900,000 for rent, yada, yada. You've been saving a little bit of money for your house. But now the cost of housing has gotten so high that 10% down payment you needed which was $10,000, <laughs> guess what? Now you need 25 because that same house you were looking at two years ago has more than doubled in cost. So now you need $25,000 down payment. Well, guess what? You're making 50 grand a year. You can't save $25,000. It's just not going to happen unless you live in a box on the side of the road next to a dumpster that you're going to be eating out of. I don't understand how they're not seeing cause and effect of what's going on here. And my only conclusion, I can draw and call me conspiracy theorists, call me whatever you want, is they're, they're eradicating the middle class. I have no other explanation for this. No other explanation. They're saying that as a majority, I think they got the, the, the United States has had a 6%, 5 or 6% pay increase. Okay, that's great. We're sitting at 8% inflation. So you're still minus, you're still negative. You're still upside down 2%. It's doing you no good. And that's the point I'm making. That's what got this whole thing started. Is I believe they're eradicating the middle class. Unless you're making $70,000, $75,000, you're not buying a house. And if you are making $70,000, $75,000, you're going to need twenty dollars to $50,000 for your down payment. So you better hope you can save it paying four and a half bucks for gas when your energy bill has doubled. The cost of goods have skyrocketed. It is insane what buying a steak at the store costs if you can find the steak. Half the time I go to the store, the shelves are empty. Then when I actually find stuff there, the cost of goods has gotten astronomically high. So your cost has tripled for you just to live 
from 16 months ago. And the only thing that changed was Joe Biden. So call me conspiracy theorists. Call me whatever you want. Those are the cold, hard facts. If you like them, if you don't like them, I got to be honest, I don't care. Well, I care if you like them. If you don't like them, I don't care. Because those are the cold, hard facts. I gave you reasons why Joe Biden did directly infect the cost of energy in the United States. And yes, there's a lot to go with it. Like I said, it is a commodity. One thing happens in one part of the world, it affects the, uh, the oil cost all over the world. I understand that. I absolutely get that. The war in Russia, yes, that does affect it also. And then, of course, you know, we had COVID where everybody, nobody was driving anywhere. Then the government finally got smart and thought, well, hell, we got an election this year. Masks aren't polling well. COVID's not polling well. By the way, what the hell ever happened to COVID? Boy, it disappeared as fast as Fauci did. You hear nothing about that anymore. It's gone. It doesn't poll well. Let's eradicate it. Right before the State of the Union, they lifted the mask mandate, which I find funny because, like I said, it's not polling well. But they have people inside there to watch the State of the Union. They got a space between every single chair for social distancing, which, you know, it had to be six feet. So I guess it, I guess for State of the Union, it only had to be two feet. But then these people would applaud when Joe Biden would say something ridiculous. And they would get up and they would hug each other. So I find it just awfully fascinating that the day before, mask, 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 booster, 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 booster COVID, 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 COVID. Social distancing, social distancing, social distancing. And then 24 hours later, nothing. I just find that fascinating. Side point. So yes, I do absolutely believe they're trying to eradicate the middle class. I can't think of any other reason in this world why the things that are going on, that are going on right now, are going on. I do know, like I said, there is cause and effect. There's a lot of cause going on, and the effect is higher energy prices. But Joe Biden has a big part to play in that. And I'm sick and tired of people saying he has nothing to do with that. Y'all were so quick to blame Bush, but you absolutely will put no blame on Biden when Biden actually has a very big role to do in that. You couple with all that stuff, with everything that's going on with the supply chain shortage, the cost of housing is astronomical. It is out of control. It is wiping out the middle class because the people and God, I'm going to tell you now. The 20 year olds starting their careers. Yeah, they're not buying a house. They will never own a house. Granted, now many of them don't work. Many of them still live at home with uh, mom and dad. But they will never be able to afford a house in Joe Biden's America. The cost of housing, when you have these investment firms coming in and buying everything up, people moving all over the place, and they're coming selling their million-dollar homes that they paid, you know, two, three, four hundred thousand dollars for a few years ago. Now they're selling for two, three, four million dollars. They're escaping the insanity of these liberal states pouring, pouring into Tennessee, Florida, Texas, pouring into here and driving our housing costs sky freaking high. Add to that the supply chain shortage and the houses they're building are astronomically high because of the cost of materials. Your average American cannot buy a house anymore. That dream is going away quickly. The average American cannot afford an electric car even though this administration is trying to ram that down our throats like they did COVID. You just simply can't afford one. And even if you could, and everybody went out and bought one, we simply don't have the infrastructure for it. So that, like I said, problem, no solution. The only thing I can conclude, 
is they're eradicating the middle class. The reason I say that is because I am middle class. And that's exactly what I feel like. Because a year ago, I could save a hell of a lot more money than I could now. And I'm pretty sure most of Americans feel the same way in the middle class that I do right now. Even the liberals. And that is what makes Joe Biden and this administration close-minded. So on that note, we're going to wrap this thing up. And we're going to push forward. I got a segment that's going to be coming up. It's going to be called Movie Mondays. And uh, at, at times, we'll probably be, talk, probably be talking about regular movies because I do have a little film company that I've had for quite some time. And I shoot TV commercials and stuff for businesses. Love doing it. Love shooting film. Love, I've worked on shorts and all that stuff. Absolutely love it. And I've been doing that for years. And so I'm a huge film buff. I'm mean, just a massive film buff. So I'm going to do things. You know, I don't want this just to be only political all the time. Sometimes you need... I remember, and yes, complete sidetrack. I remember reading a story on uh, Fox News. And, you know, I love going to the comments section and looking at all the comments that people put in there. And this guy puts in there, this is so stupid. This is idiotic. Why would they put this in there? This is dumb. And the comments that guy got back, and I thought, you moron. Because it was actually a feel-good piece. And people were literally commenting, commenting back to this guy. You know what? Because it made me smile. And somebody else would be like, you know... So I'm tired of seeing bad, bad, bad. Maybe every once in a while I want to see good, good, good. And it was just comment after comment after comment after comment after comment attacking this guy for what he said. Because you know what? We don't always want to feel bad. Sometimes we do want to feel good. Sometimes we want to laugh. And if I just sit on here and just go politics, 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 especially after the last 14 months, even though this podcast is new, <laughs> we're just going to feel bad. We're never going to feel good. We're just going to feel bad. So I'm going to start this thing called Movie Monday. And yes, I'm going to talk about the first one I'm going to hit on is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the new one, which is what, the third direct sequel, I believe? Absolute liberal disaster of a movie. Liberal disaster of a movie. So I'm. Uh, it's going to be called Movie Monday. And it's not all going to be political, but I got to do this first one because I watched this movie and I thought, wow, you know what? I will save that for the next podcast. But since I'm really into film, I figure, and my daughter is huge into film also, because she does a lot of the stuff with me, and actually has a degree in film. And um, I'm setting up my podcast room, because I've got mics and stands and everything. So uh, we're going to be working on getting the other half of it set up, so you know she can come in and I can have guest hosts, like I said, from time to time on that. So we do have that coming up, Movie Monday. And uh, a few other things coming up, and uh, I've still got to get my one done on Dodge. This one's been bothering me. I've got to get my uh, podcast done on Dodge. So on that note, something, if you have not seen my music channel, I say this at the end of every one of my videos because this is one of the most brilliant things I've ever heard in my life. And I'm talking about an entire life-encompassing statement. And I'm not talking about, like, you know, equals MC squared. <laughs> it's not like that. Sammy Hagar off of the brilliant, brilliant song right now with Van Halen. They got a line in there that says, if you miss the beat, you lose the rhythm and nothing falls into place. And I end my YouTube channel with that every single time, my music YouTube channel. But that is a statement, and I say it in there. That statement encompasses everything in your life, your relationships, your jobs, um, whatever your beliefs are. If you miss the beat, you will lose the rhythm and nothing falls into place. So chances are I'll be closing this channel out with the same thing. And so whatever you do, do not lose the beat and keep the rhythm. You have to have balance in order to be happy. 
And if you look at my um, logo of this channel, it's the yin and yang sign. And if you notice the white and the black dot fall out of the yin and yang sign, that yin and yang sign, those two dots is what gave it balance. And of course, there's a lot of reasons for yin and yang and everything light. There's a little bit of darkness and everything dark. There's a little bit of lightness and everything good. There's a little bit of evil and everything evil is a little bit of good. But the whole thing achieves balance. Take out the two dots, two dots, you have no balance. You must have balance to have a successful, happy life. And success isn't always about the money. Success is about the love and the relationships that you forge along the way. Because money comes and goes. The people who truly love you will love you forever. Until next time.